a suit and tie, obviously the go-to attorney uniform, but where are the times where it's actually to your disadvantage? That's what we're chatting with Melanie Littman on today. For those who don't know, Melanie is a New York-based, sorry, now my screens are going off and I can't see the bio that's there. My apologies. There we go. <laughs> is a New York-based image coach. She works with attorneys to stop the stress and overwhelm of getting dressed that holds them back from achieving next-level visibility. She defines their personal style, brand style in a way that makes clients instantly recognizable, memorable, and seen as a leader. Melanie feels that when you're confident about how you present yourself, you can show up and conquer anything the day brings you. And I love this, especially in an industry that is so like, do you wear the dark blue suit or the black suit or the gray suit and you know, whatever. So I am super excited for this chat. Um, I hope we discuss Hawaiian shirts and anti-lawyers for quite a bit in this. And thank you so much for being with us. Thank you so much for having me. This is going to be a blast. So um, we talked briefly before this about my Hawaiian shirt look versus other Hawaiian shirt looks. And it was really funny to me to see that there are, uh, you know, multiple spectrums along those lines. But while we're doing that, Greg is going to drop um, the links for you, Melanie, in here. And I want to talk about our last episode. Uh, our previous episode, we had Rando Prendergast on. The episode was titled, Don't Leave It to Beaver, How to Succeed with the Right Staff. Randa calls herself the attorney whisperer, having uh, does staffing for firms with high-level paralegals. So we went into billing techniques, systems, how to find the right person, onboarding the right person, et cetera. So as you continue to grow your firm and you get stuck in the staffing standpoint, awesome episode. But as you all know, at least those of you that get my weekly newsletter, I'm so about branding, and that's why I am super jazzed up for this chat with Melanie. Thanks for being here with us. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to talk to the man with a Hawaiian shirt that has branded himself better than anyone. <laughs> there we go. I hope that's correct. I don't know. We'll see. Um, tell me, I want to hear like your story before we dive into, you know, what you do. Like, tell me who is Melanie Littman? Absolutely. So um, most of my clients come to me and they say that they were the person that was born without the fashion gene. Like, they're like, this is just not my thing. You know, it's all about, they love numbers and systems and processes and all of those things. So style and getting dressed feels not something that makes them feel comfortable. I'm the complete opposite. I was born with the fashion gene, the arm, all of the things. I grew up um, in an accessory store owned by my family and very quickly realized when someone felt confident they were able to do the hard things. Like it went from like a light switch to, oh, I don't want to go to this thing to, oh my, can it, can it happen tomorrow? I can't wait for it to happen soon enough. And <clears throat> so while I loved fashion and getting dressed, I went to FIT. I did all of the fashion -y sort of things you're supposed to do. But when I um, worked corporately, I became in a very similar situation that I hear a lot of my female clients feel that they are in, in the law space is I was the youngest person in the room. I was the only female in a room full of white haired men wearing navy blue suits. And I started to feel like I did not belong there. I was like, I'm five feet tall. I'm from New York. So I'm loud and I wear pink and leopard and all of the things. And what I did is I kind of went on this like hamster wheel of trying to figure out how to make myself stand out, but not too much and all of this like internal stuff that goes on in our heads when we have to feel good in our clothes. And I just kind of kept running into roadblocks and roadblocks and roadblocks. So what I did for myself is I created a strategy and a framework 
for how to get dressed, which basically became my own personal brand. So when I needed to show up, I literally just put my formula on and then I never, ever thought again about what I was wearing. So I was able to just show up and do the thing. So when um, I had my son and I wanted to stop working corporately, I really wanted to share this information with anyone that would listen to me. So I went back to school and got a degree in image consultation and color consultation because there is a math and a science behind getting dressed. Um, so I could just learn how to dress everyone's body type, everyone's personal coloring, and really understand the messages that um, are close end, because that's ultimately what ends up happening. And that's where a lot of attorneys get it wrong, is they don't realize they're ending up putting up a wall between them and their clients before they even open their mouths. Totally. So in you talk about, like, obviously, in theory, you being your first client, or at least you mm -hmm. being the first person to go through this. So like very broad picture what was that like getting dressed rules that you gave yourself or plan or like how did that look so um being in the fashion industry you are just like bombarded by trends new 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 and so i actually had to take a step back and learn the rules so i wasn't bombarded by the trends and what was coming up next season or tomorrow or next day so i learned the rules to how to dress for my body type um which is sometimes a lot easier than it sounds and sometimes a lot harder because we all get in our heads thinking that the thing that's going to work usually doesn't end up working and then also streamlining the colors that i was wearing and the types of um, accessories I was wearing and making it super, super simple. So um, I was lucky enough to have a mom that kind of kept tapping me on my shoulder, telling me, you need to dress this way, you need to dress this way. And for a long time, I ignored her. I was like, I'm going to do what I want to do. But it basically came down to listening to what my mom was teaching me um, and then learning, the, you know, being other people's moms and going in and saying, this is how to do it better. Um, so it really became literally like, these are the types of pants that I wear. These are the three colors I wear. Like anyone who sees me sees that I'm normally in blue, some version of pink and like some sort of gray cream thing going on. And the reason why it all comes together is because I keep doing the same thing over and over again. So that's interesting. I mean, look, you are so far above my knowledge base on this. So I don't want to, I don't need to dive into the exact uh, examples, types, whatever, but ultimately like what we're talking about here from broad generalities, you're talking about a certain type of cut or look that fits someone's body. You're looking, you're talking about certain colors that fit a skin tone or like, what's the, what are the very broad determinations? So yeah, the broad things are basically like the things that flatter your body type and then also the things that are sending the right messages. So did you ever watch House of Cards? Uh, honestly, the first scene is him strangling the dog. And I was like, this is not no, the show for me. for me. I never went back. <laughs> so in House of Cards, his wife is Robin, played by Robin Wright. And at the beginning of the show, she works for a non-for-profit in the city and she's like very warm very approachable and she's wearing like a blue button down and her hair is really really wispy and all of the things like she just looks like someone that you would speak to when on the checkout line the end of the show our wardrobe stylist is hired to make her physically uncomfortable in her clothes like they literally are so tight and so restrictive think of like a litigator like someone who's standing there and is like so direct and so specific but they're also 
showing the jury like i have absolutely no opinion i basically i'm like stone and don't mess with me but those are the messages that our clothes send as well so as far as the cuts yes it's what flatters you but the cut of your clothing can also be like warm and approachable like your shirt is like you know casual and like i just want to go talk to you where if you were wearing a black structured blazer it'll be like how's the weather going out there like you don't even know how to read the person so that's where it comes with the cuts becomes super important is it's not only about what looks good on you but it's also about sending the messages and it's the same thing with color too that you want to make sure that so like think about so there's a reason why judges wear black like because they all are uniform they have absolutely no opinion they are the law and think about a black tie wedding like super, super formal, like everyone's on their best behavior and all of that. And that's what those dark colors like we chatted about before that you brought up, navy blue, gray, black, they send message of formality and lack of us sitting on the same side of the table, more or less. But when we start to bring color into the mix, it's literally opening conversation. It's creating connection. And that's where Yes, you want the colors to look good on you because obviously you don't want to like look like you just are sick and you need more sleep. But it's also what are the colors that you're going to wear comfortably that are going to create connection with whether it's your ideal client or referral source or just anyone that you walk in down the block and say hi to because they could be your client too one day. So, oh, this is this is so interesting. So from the standpoint of somebody hiring you, like I imagine most of your clients come to you just like, I'm a mess. My closet is a mess. Like, what do I throw out? What do I wear? What do I buy going forward? Am I correct in that? A little bit, but um, a lot of them also will come to me um, when they are going off on their own. So they may have worked in big law for 15 years, 20 years, and have had that ingrained idea of i always need to be professional like i always need to be perfect but then if they're starting their own firm they're like i need to go like find some clients and i also am doing this because i want to have a little bit of fun and i want to be myself so a lot of them will come to me and just be like i know that i need to create a wardrobe that's approachable but i don't even know where to begin because i have you know that my black suit was my armor for so many years. So a lot of it really is about like, not so much like, hey, I'm a hot mess. Yes, some of that kind of will come out, but like, how do I make my word grow work for me as opposed to work against me? So what are, like, how do you take them through that process or what are some things that people can do today to help, you know, be better about this? Or I, I don't know, I just, I don't even know where to start with this. This is so mm -hmm. cool. So the first thing that we really need to get clear on is some mindset shifts, because as attorneys, I mean, a person becomes an attorney normally because they they are a specific, have a specific personality. Like they're, you're not like the guy that sits on the beach and one works two hours a day becomes an attorney. There's normally this driver for success, high achieving, want to change the world situation. So but part of that also leads to not wanting to make a mistake, um, always wanting to be perfect and always wanting to have everyone know that you're an attorney <laughs> in some respect. So part of that, number one, is kind of undoing some of the ways that we view ourselves. Because while I also know that like everyone kind of wants to look like an attorney, they also have these ideas of 
that they don't know how to accept a compliment. They're their own worst enemy. Um, there's all of these traits that, that we've talked about for so much years of like the good and the bad of an attorney. So we need to, first of all, revisit that and think about how it um, influences the way that we show up. So really kind of rewrite how you want to show up when it's on your own terms, as opposed to all the shoulds. There's lots of shoulds when it comes to wardrobe, when it comes to an attorney. And that's why everyone always thinks of the navy blue suit. So for the first step is to, to rewrite how, you know, do you want to be connective? Do you want to be approachable? Like, what are the situations and how you want to do that? And then the second step is getting really, really clear of what your style is. And that's based on a few factors. The first one of is what you like, because you want to, to attract your people and you want to repel the people that don't want to work with you. So it's a really good magnet and push and pull. So like, if someone didn't like Hawaiian shirts, Jordan, they're not working with you. Like, Correct. that's good. Like, exactly. Like, so we want to create that within your wardrobe. So once we get really clear, you also now have a framework of what to work for. So you know what is so well shopping seems really overwhelming for a lot of people. When you know what to look for, you know what to ask for. When you're going into a store, you then can articulate what works for you and let everything else go. And that's where I find a lot of people struggle is they a lot of times get sold stuff because they can't find anything wrong with it. And they want to get out of the store as quickly as possible because it seems very, very painful. So it's like, that's fine. I'll take that. Do you have it in any other colors? Goodbye. Where it's now a point of strategy. And that's where this branding comes in. Like, because it doesn't only speak to your clothes, it also speaks to the colors that you're using social media, the colors in your website, the messaging that you're using. If all of a sudden you're, you know, approachable and warm, you speak to your clients differently than the person who's very, very, you know, straight, you know, straight as an arrow. So it's really about think, rethinking about how you're showing up and using your clothes to articulate that. So I've got a couple questions here and let me see if I can get them in the order that makes the most logical sense. From the standpoint of that new attorney or that attorney new to adding this to their repertoire, if you will, mm -hmm. how much leeway is probably the wrong word. Like, it, are you cool with them having like trial suits versus networking suits? For, okay, yes. Absolutely. And then the other thing is, is that I find a lot of people come to me when they're mid-level because they've gained that confidence. They're, they, they're ready to let go of the shoulds. Like there is like, let's, but you have to do your time. Like, especially if you are working in big law or you're working in a firm or, you know, you're kind of proving yourself. So there's the, I don't raise my hand in meetings. I just say, yes, I don't question anything. There's there, that part of your career. And that's when you wearing the navy blue suit, maybe you can put a little pink or light blue underneath it and experiment a little bit, but that's not when you're wearing the Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> like you're just not doing that. Like, I'm sure like first year associate Jordan probably wasn't wearing a Hawaiian shirt. So no. there's things that I always tell. So I have worked with a number of people that just have gotten out of law school. Most of them, it's their second, it's their second career that is, that have gone back to law school a little bit later in life, or they're still associates. And I tell them to tread lightly. Like you don't want to be the person that's known for, oh, she's wearing the hot pink blazer again. But there's ways that you can be known and not look like the sea of navy blue. So you may be one of the first to be chosen for partner because you're asking for it by saying, I have something to say and I want to make a difference here. 
So for me, I started out as a state attorney. So <laughs> that was my, I don't want to say big law, it's not the right word, but like in terms of my first lawyer job. And as you're talking about this, I'm remembering the people that were like, oh, that's the one who has the pocket square. Like that was the, you know, and it was like a navy blue pocket square, What you know, whatever it was. Um, like little things like that did really stand out even in a, you know, I don't know, $50,000 a year or less state attorney position. Mm -hmm. Because there's the person who is conforming and the person who's a little bit being themselves because of a level of comfort and a level of confidence. So that's the, I think that's the ultimate jumping off point. Cause like, this is the thing that I always get stuck on. You know, I think like it's, it's easy for a lot of, you know, quote unquote experts to give people like a strategy or a concept, it's a lot harder to actually help somebody figure out what is genuine and authentic to themselves as it relates to their logo, their brand, their colors, their, their mm -hmm. wardrobe. It's like, what advice or insight do you have in that respect? Like how do people find this kind of Venn diagram between what look I'm going for and what is actually unique to me? It's so I walk through with my clients, it's literally a framework because it has to be because we need to put some structure and some numbers attached to something that's very, very creative. But really this process of some of its self-identification of being like, that's how I want to feel. And that's what makes me feel confident. And that's not how I want to feel. Also knowing a little bit of both. But then also knowing what the gap is. So I have... Um, like a really quick way to do this is to really jot down and think about how you want to be perceived. Like, what are the things like when you walk into a room, what do you want? You know, your attorneys, you everyone's sizing each other up. Like, what's this person up to, you know, <laughs> friend or foe situation. But what is that message that you want to be putting out there in the universe? And, you know, who's the people that you want to connect with? Like, I always tell clients, like, the woman wearing the black dress, the wrap dress, the networking event, no one's coming up to her because of her awesome black dress. Maybe a her pair of heels, maybe a pocket square. Like, give someone something else to talk about besides the weather in those sorts of situations. But really, really jot down what are those messages that you want to be sending out immediately? Because... You know, right now, seven seconds, first impression with the scroll. I am sure it is way less now after the two years we've been so hooked on our screens. But what is that thought, that that first knee-jerk thought we want someone to have about us? But then take a deeper look and say, well, what is the message that I'm sending? Because there's, there's probably a, a, a disconnect. Like, because it's not something we think about typically. It's something, it's always the thing that gets pushed to the back end of our brain. It's the thing when you have to stand up and raise your hand or speak that is in the forefront of your head that you're like, why did I wear this? <laughs> but it's never the thing that's the first thing when you're thinking about what you have to say, you're thinking, do I have my business cards, all of those things. So really get clear of what's the disconnect between the message and what's actually happening. And then what are the, you know, then think about like, what are the two things I can do immediately to, to shorten the distance between those? So, because that's what I find as attorneys, what ends up happening is, okay, so we're going to talk about your closet. And then all of a sudden people are going to hear this and they're going to all of a sudden edit their closet. They're going to go and spend four hours and they're, they're going to overcomplicate it. They're going to make a list. They're going to make lists on top of lists. They're going to make, because that's what an attorney brain normally does. Like, let's be real. It's like the juice cleanse. Like, oh, I want to lose 15 pounds. I'm going to go do something so extreme because I need immediate results. That's not what this is about. 
This is about what are the small incremental steps you can do to step into your future self that is achieving the goals you want. Like we all have heard personal development, visualization, imagine the thing happening, but clothes actually get to be the physical part of that because you could feel the clothes. Like you've heard dress for the job that you want, not the job that you have, but there's a lot of truth in that. When you start, right, when you start dressing like that person, the clients that that really want to work with a guy in the Hawaiian shirt come to you. It's magic, but yeah. it really is about that bridge. They had a um, an attorney posted on one of the groups. It was like, "What do you all wear in your videos? Like, what are you what are you dressing when you're doing these videos?" And I was like, "Look, if they want to hear from a fat white guy talking about personal injury in a suit, there's like a million options. If they want a fat guy talking about personal injury in a Hawaiian shirt. They've got me. Like, that's it. <laughs> um, and I and and I totally, I love how you framed it before because like there is, there's definitely a component of you need to be like secure enough in your position, if not in yourself to like take some of these risks. Um, but ultimately that's where you find that long-term success, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's what it is. Like I, when I was, so my first, crazy enough, my first client, when I started my own business, I met her through a Facebook mom group and, but she is a partner in New York City and she's a mom of three and that's how we met. But one of the things that, you know, she really, really loved about working with me was the strategy, was the thought process. And really, but one of the things that she struggled with was how do I simplify this? I'm way, I'm really, really overcomplicating it. But it does really get to the point when you're kind of like, I'm ready for the shift as opposed to being like playing from the sidelines and not being a hundred percent sure that you're ready for it because then you're tiptoeing like you're kind of like eh, it's trial and error and that doesn't you know that's like a lot of like wasting time and mental energy so you mentioned like I, and i love this concept that like start with the impact of it in mind like what do you want people to think when they see you do you are your clients pretty consistent in what they're looking for in that moment or is it very across the whole spectrum of options it's across the whole spectrum and it usually is because of their practice area like okay. i work with a lot of estate planning attorneys because they need to be branding themselves they need to be approachable and um that is kind of the the whole entire idea but then i work with divorce attorneys and that's different or i work with someone that um you know maybe the in-house general counsel and a lot of the people in their company are young and all of that so it just it really is a mix of what that approachability is depending on what their job is i'm just imagining um, you watch curb your enthusiasm mm -hmm. so the uh i think it's ed asner who like goes to meet with a lawyer and it's casual friday and he's like i'm not investing my hundreds of millions of dollars in casual you're in jeans and i just think like i imagine every estate planning attorney that is their deepest darkest fear like there will be that moment where there's that like you know nine figure client who's just like you're not wearing an expensive enough suit blah 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 is that and that's that, where yeah. sorry no i was gonna say like is that is that real is that a real common concern it's usually a more of a common concern i think when you work for a law firm mm, like i have okay. heard the messaging bins um repeated from a partner from someone that I'm working with saying you do realize how much you know a client pays us by the hour and you need to dress that part mm. so but there's that level of relationship 
But then there's also the level of relationship of I want someone to feel like they're going to share their intimate details of their life or their financials with me. And you in the black suit is not creating that connection. I always tell my clients that what they're wearing actually gives their clients permission to be them. So if you're able to bridge the gap of the, you know, standoffish, don't touch me to the, I'm on your side, I'm here to help you, like, and really break down some of those walls, that's where, that's where the connections happen. That's where the referrals happen. That's where all of that, like, I actually like you, like we all hear no like and trust, but like that happens through a wardrobe very, very quickly. And that's where you can actually crunch the time frame. I find. Crunch what time frame? The time frame of trust. And, oh, okay. you know, of like, you know, all of the, the formalities of getting to know someone and then going through, you know, how think about it, like a conversation you may have had like 10 years ago that was an associate. It may have taken you seven conversations to realize that they're a dad. Like there's certain things, but when you kind of, are a little bit more casual, those conversations happen more casually and and quickly as well. So it really makes it so there's a connection earlier on. See, it's so interesting because I wasn't even thinking about it from, like I get it from the, use the right word here, like from the true business perspective, right? Like you're in that sales moment, in that consult, in that sales moment in front of a jury, but, you, but you're so correct here that there is this whole, networking relationship building aspect to it that like they're never going to come beyond the clothing or they're going to immediately walk away based upon the clothing as opposed to having that conversation which isn't always a bad thing mm -hmm. exactly and i i love when it was interesting i was doing um a podcast interview and i had a leopard blazer it was like hot pink and red on and there was a second right before that we hit record that i thought is this really off-putting to attorneys. And I was like, I hope it is. Because the person who's like, I only want to work with a person who's going to tell me to wear the conservative blazer, you're not my person. Like there's right. a lot of people that are out there for you. But on a deeper level, I think that some people push this off. Like, yes, we talk about you need to be ready for the confidence. But some people push this off being like, okay, I'm going to wait until I have my office. I'm going to wait until I have my photo shoot. I'm going to wait until I start doing video until I really think about my wardrobe. But the thing is, is that you're making a lot of side steps as opposed to making the forward step. So if you really get clear on how you want to show up early on, a lot of the things come together really, really quickly as opposed to you kicking the can and kicking the can and kicking the can. And it's how you show up every single day. It's like how you show up on video. It's how you show up on a Zoom call. It's you, the connection of, I know what to expect, as opposed to, do you know how many times I've gotten on calls with people and I'm like, you look absolutely nothing like your LinkedIn photo, like in my head. And I'm spending 10 minutes not listening to them, like half listening to them, trying to figure out what the disconnect is from the person in the picture to the person in front of me. We don't want that to happen. We want the automatic, oh, there you are. I knew you were exactly going to look like that. Now let's get down to business. You know, to be fair, I think I don't look like my LinkedIn photo. I mean, mm -hmm. I think I'm in a suit, but I do have like the crazy ZZ top beard. So like I swapped out the beard for the clothing flare. What do you use LinkedIn for? Uh, great question. Wasting a bunch of time? No, talking, talking business with other mostly attorneys. Do you think that it would benefit you to be wearing the Hawaiian shirt? 
Probably. I mean, like, it goes back to what you talked about before. Like, all of this is one ecosystem. So, yes, because if that's there and then they show up to a consult and I'm wearing a Hawaiian shirt and they're like, wait, what? I'd rather they just not even book the consult than waste a half an hour to figure that out. So I'm going to go, I'm committed to this. I'm going to go change my LinkedIn picture today, this week, <laughs> tomorrow, whatever it is. Put it in your um, calendar. It's all yeah. about implementation. Not, See, not I, I normally get the, like, you're still using the photo from 20, 25 years ago. Like that's, which I don't, I don't have that option. I'd be very, very young. Um, that's the one that I see a lot where I'm like, I don't even recognize you because mm -hmm. you, like, and not from a negatively judgmental way, just like literally like, am I on the call with the right person moment? I had that last week. I'm like, literally, you don't look like the person. And part of it was like her hair. Part of it was like that. But that's where the distrust starts. Like the disconnect of like, you start like thinking of all the other situations where maybe like, you know, one plus one doesn't equal two. Like especially if someone is looking for an attorney and they're speaking to, to three, like you're giving them a reason to kind of be like, oh, I don't know here. But when everything's the same, first of all, it becomes super easy. Like, you know how to show up, you know what to wear, you know what the colors are, all of the things. It's one less decision. Like, you know, Barack Obama always like will say, hey, like I need one less thing to think about every single morning. So therefore I wear the same exact thing, like a Mark Zuckerberg or a Steve Jobs situation. But it also everyone knows what the expectation is when you're when they're meeting with you in every situation they're seeing the same person i know i think uh barrio's biggest biggest issue he wore a tan suit that one time and man did they not let him forget about it and i was like <laughs> really like that's the but that everybody... becomes the topic of conversation right yeah that's so happened. and i want to i want to echo what you said before i want to hammer this point home there are going to be people that don't like how you dress, but by doing it intentionally, that you are appealing to the right person. You know, and it's the same thing with marketing. It's the same thing with, you know, everything else. Like if you, exactly what you talked about before, like if you put in that, you don't show up the way they expect, you've already given yourself a strike. Mm -hmm. And I just, I, I don't want anybody to lose sight of that point because like I go, I always go back to, there's 1.3 million attorneys, there's 400,000 law firms. If you are trying to be decently liked or okay by so many people, you're never going to be memorable to get that referral. You're never going to be the first person to get that case. You're never going to have the opportunity as opposed to focusing on, you know, a hundred people that are going to love you and come to you for everything and trust you for whatever. And then, you know, pass referrals out and whatnot. But like, that's going to be a much better book of business, client base, network, whatever you want to call it, than like a million people thinking, well, like that dude's not too offensive. Mm -mm. You want raving fans. Cause I have to tell you, like one of my clients, she wears literally like in her LinkedIn photo, she's wearing leopard. Like she's a tax attorney wearing leopard and that's her thing. And it's interesting. Cause there's been times when we've had like conversations, like circling, like, should we keep it? Should we not keep it? But first of all, she's known for like, the fact that she's wearing leopard, but the people that love her and the people like they know exactly what she does and someone will say to her hey have you spoken to amanda and like the woman with a leopard like it's so like it, there's such this like like you were saying before people send you links for hawaiian shirts like this is what you want you want someone to one of uh, one of my clients is known for cowboy boots when anyone sees cowboy boots they snap a picture and they think of her and then they're like Oh, you know what? One of my friends was talking about how they need an estate plan. Like, this right. is how we want to do business. We want to do business like the fun way. 
and not have like 45 boring conversations with someone like, oh, I'm going to speak to 10 more people I'll get back to you in three months. Like, no, we want the quick, I like you and you stand out more than anyone else. Let's do this. And the, and then the funny part of that to me is like, there are people listening and watching this thinking, oh my God, Hawaiian shirts sound awful. Cowboy boots sound terrible. The leopard print sounds awful. But like, there is that thing for you that sounds awesome. That is also <laughs> going to be something that you can build around. And that's key. So this is one of those things that people come to me and they say, so you're just going to dress me like you, right? Which is like the complete opposite of what I'm going to do. I've had clients on calls, but can you send me the link to the blazer you're wearing? And there is like a, but is this the blazer you like, they have to get coaching from me before they get the link because we want to make sure everything is a hell yes. Like it needs to be you. So for one person that's leopard, for someone that's big earrings, every single person, it is a completely different thing. And that's where you get to lean into it. Like it's different for anyone. And that's where the self-selection and you figuring out what your thing is, like is super, super powerful because it's not something, it's not trendy information. It is timeless. Like you're not gonna wake up tomorrow and throw all your Hawaiian shirts out. Like it is a lifelong thing. <laughs> I mean, that I did go to Hawaii like, last month, so that was, I re-upped a bunch of shirts. <laughs> All of them are made in China. They were just, they but sold them in Hawaii. Hawaii. So, you know, no. And so I, I guess then that leads to kind of the, look, best case scenario, I think you've got like a 50-50, this is something I love, and this is something that stands out to my ideal client. But like how much wiggle room or, or which one of those do you think is more important to the extent that it's not a perfect fit? For your clothes being being what, be so the question is that the perfect fit meaning for your ideal client or the perfect fit for you? Yes, and and the balance. Like, look I, from my perspective, and I could be totally wrong. If I was doing ultra high net worth estate planning, I don't think the Hawaiian shirt would have been my thing. But from mm -hmm. a marketing for growth minded, family oriented lawyers, I want the people that intentionally don't want the stuffiness. Plus, like, I'm genuinely really comfortable right now. And I think that makes it a lot easier to have these conversations and sit on Zoom for eight hours a day, meeting to meeting to meeting to meeting to meeting, you know, mm -hmm. whatever it is. So, like, where's that balance between, you know, if it's something they like, but it may not be best for the client, do you prioritize what you like and try it out? Do you prioritize the client a little bit? Do you weed through a couple different ideas? I don't, I don't know. It's a little bit of both. So okay. the number one thing is also understanding the messaging that your clothing is sending and understanding that there is a need to adjust formality. Like if you had to go to a black tie wedding, you probably wouldn't be showing, like there would be maybe a blazer involved in something like this. We don't want to be the person that's known for doing it wrong, quote unquote, but there's situations where sometimes we're a little bit more formal and sometimes we could be a little bit lax. And it comes down to really knowing what you need to the end result to be in each experience. So if you're like you mentioned before, like the curb your enthusiasm, high net worth, if you did a little research and you understood who the client that you were meeting with and what the expectation was, there would have been a little bit of a different dress in that situation. So it comes to really being able to read the room is, a, is really what the ultimate goal is, knowing you know what's acceptable in that situation. But in some respects, it also, like you mentioned, like you want to be casual and this is, speaks to who your client is. It, if you are someone who hates restricted blazers, you know, working in big law may not be your thing. 
like for like because of you you hating restricted blazers also probably means like you like to color outside of the lines a little bit it also means other things as well so it really it's that's where the holistic approach to your wardrobe being able to support your lifestyle really comes in as well because i have clients that literally they like coloring side of the lines and they like blazers and it makes them comfortable so they're like there there's a pot for every uh, there's a top for every pot so are you working 100 percent with female attorneys it both. So I work with, I would say 90% of my clients are attorneys in general. Um, I have a group coaching program that is just for female attorneys. I'm trying to figure out the logistics if there could be a group program for men as well. But I do work with men individually um, for you know figuring out what their brand is and then shopping for the pieces as well. So there's a few different, I work in a group capacity, which is more of a coaching. And then I work on a one-on-one -on -one capacity, which is more about focusing on the specific item, um, and getting the things in their closet. And between working with men and women, do you find like, obviously the thing is going to be very different, but like, do you find it easier for women to find a thing? Do you find it easier for men to find a thing? Is it very unique regardless of gender? It's usually, I find that with women, there's a lot of emotion attached to it where mm, okay. men is kind of like, let's go through, like I'll say something to them and they get it. And they're like, okay, fine. I'm ready to get over to that shirt. Like I get it. Where a, a woman, um, a lot of our thoughts and feelings are put together before we're the age 12 so we have no like the way we shop the way we see ourselves the way we accept our compliment so sometimes there's some sidestepping going on sometimes there's some rewriting limiting beliefs where a guy is like oh you told me it looks bad fine where a woman is going to be like but you know what like there's a little bit of there's some mindset and that's really what i think one of the misconceptions about getting dressed is it's not only about the clothes it's about what how the clothes make us feel and what mm -hmm. you know the confidence and the messages that it sends there's a lot of other stuff the end product is the clothes but there's other stuff that's really um that goes into it see just imagine and obviously look this is i'm not even observation bias like i'm a dude i'm just sitting here from like okay there's the jacket no jacket there's the interesting tie there's the cufflinks there's the pocket square there's the bow tie like, I just don't see as many opportunities, but again, maybe that's just me being a dude. Right. Well, there's, there's opportunities. I know that like, I have clients that like love cufflinks. I have some clients that are really into watches. I have mm, some client, watch, like, yeah. clients that are like into shoes. Like there's definitely ways, but I think they'll also be, what is the other option besides the khakis and the polo for men sometimes feels limiting too. So right. And a lot of the situations I think for women that come in is a lot of times they're the only female in the room. So they're already standing out because of that. Um, if they're attractive, that's something else that's going on as well. So there's a lot of things that go in to the way a woman shows up and her thoughts and feelings about her placement in that situation. Then where a guy just kind of shows up and he's like, I'm here. Like there's none of that. <laughs> that goes in that mindset that goes into it. So there, you know, that's where it becomes definitely a little bit different, the options. And then also some of the things that go through our head as well. That's true. Cause then I'm thinking about a, uh, a, a mentor of mine who uh, does family law stuff. And I mean, normally he dresses like he's going to the gym to meet with clients, but he's wearing 
Lululemon or better stuff, and he's got a you know twenty thousand dollar Rolex on or whatever to right. to offset some of it. So that's true. I wasn't thinking about that part because I mean I'm a I'm like a hundred dollar Fitbit kind of guy. That's right. My... It's the car. Like think about all of those things. It's the car. Like if someone a client's going to show and look and see what like look out the window and see what car you have. Sometimes it's the jacket. Like there's all sorts of things. Especially like you mentioned the high net worth the thing is that there's certain expectations that you want someone that is representing you to have. And then there's the other per the other client that is like, am I paying you too much money because you can afford that? So there's mm. like both sides of the coin in that situation as well. Again, really speaking to knowing who your ideal client is and what are the things that go through their head. I love that. So I want to dive into, I don't know, a couple of takeaways, like things that mm -hmm. people can do today, this week. I like me changing my LinkedIn profile from this conversation or picture. Um, before we get into that, though, is there anything else big picture you want to make sure that we cover? Because I want to make sure we don't cut off any large conversation with my last couple of questions. Absolutely. So one of the things that I find is one of the biggest deterrents of doing this and doing this work is time. Because as attorneys, you guys are so cheap with your time. Like that is like the one thing that you're like, uh-uh, can I do this yesterday? And can it take about... 15 minutes or less. And um, so just a little bit of a statistic though, on average, a woman takes 17 minutes to figure out what she's wearing each day and a guy takes 13 minutes. That's not saying when you go to the gym or whatever, but if you're going to like go speak somewhere or go to a networking thing, and that time adds up really, really quickly. So having a framework and knowing these things before you know, you have to get ready or before you go shopping or having a plan really, really saves you a lot of time, energy, and also making the right choices. Because if like you're going to go redo your website and you're going to throw some random colors up there and then you're doing your photo shoot three months later and it doesn't connect, that's like a misstep and a pretty big expensive one that you're like, I need to go do my website again because my pictures don't match. So really investing, putting a little bit of time investment just to figure this out saves you a lot of time and energy and expenses in the long run of knowing what you're working towards. So I know t attorneys in time, it's, it's one of those things. So I thought it was something that we should chat about. Yeah, totally. That makes a ton of sense. Mm -hmm. And like that's average 13 and 17 minutes. Yeah, that's Man, average. So like if I you're am... going to like, so I have had, um, you know, packing for a trip. Some people take a few hours. Some people throw a bunch of stuff in their bag. But then when they get there, they're like, oh, I'm not so prepared. So that's on average. It's like, it's like four years. It's I, a lot of time. Now, obviously. Like, you don't, yeah. that doesn't always mean that you're liking the end result after that time investment. Right. I guess I've done a good job cultivating what I still own. Because really, for me, it's like, is it clean? And does it still fit? Like, those are my two. And yes, yes, great. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> we are set. But I mean, ultimately, you know, khaki shorts, sandals, and a bunch of Hawaiian shirts that all match khaki shorts, I guess makes it that much easier. Exactly. When you're, all of your shirts go with your pants. I know like for a band-aid for a lot of people is like black pants. Like, yeah, it goes with black pants. It goes with black pants. It's not really a great solution. I mean, the khakis kind of go with all Hawaiian shirts, but sometimes it's helpful to just know where the things that you're using is band-aids that may not be like yeah. lifelong solutions. All right, so then that goes into our, so we've got a couple minutes left here before we hit our final takeaway. What are the couple things that our listener watchers could do this week ASAP that will start them down this path towards the right look? 
Absolutely. So that the the key thing that I mentioned previously was really taking a few minutes to figure out what is that nonverbal communication that you want someone to think about you when you walk in the room. Like really just journal, pen to paper, just really think about, you know, we're going to, you're going to say approachable, you're going to say confident, like let's take all of those, you know, we know that that's the case terms, but to got to get a little bit deeper. And what are the other things that you want someone to know about you when, when they first meet you? And then really outlining what's actually happening at the moment and do it in multiple situations. Do it in when you're on a Zoom call, do it with your LinkedIn picture, do it with your videos, do it with your social media, and then outline what, you know, how you're showing up and what are, is a way for you to just up-level it pretty, pretty quickly. And it may be adding some color um, in there. And then the second thing I would say is figure out what can be one color that is really your signature. So I'm not saying go out and like, let's experiment in five, 10 colors. What's one color that you can incorporate into your wardrobe and wear over and over and over again that's not black, gray, or navy? So you can start creating those connections with people and not building the walls. I love that. So I know one of the things that Greg and our branding team has done with some of our clients is they've talked to them about like what um, what TV or movie attorney most fits your style, you know, style. And from our standpoint, we're talking about tone of voice, attitude, whatever. But like, mm -hmm. is that something comparable for you from like literally from a style standpoint? Absolutely. And I feel okay. like that's really helpful when you do the attorney um, because I know one of those challenges that a lot of people have is all the things that they tell you to do to find your style is like go to pinterest go to instagram go to someplace but all of them are like well they're not an attorney so like they're normally like a 20 year old you know seven foot tall blonde like how do i know what they're wearing but i love that you've incorporated the profession in there because there is a level of professionalism that's already in the wardrobe so that's definitely one way the other thing also is to really try to find a celebrity or someone that you can look up to that looks like you. Because the second thing that always comes up is looks great on her, looks great on him. I can't pull that off. That would look ridiculous on me. So if you could also find someone else's style that you like, but also has a similar build to you, um, has similar hair to you, has similar skin tone to you. And also you can start imagining yourself dressing like that person and won't automatically put the stop sign up and say, that's not meant for me. Makes total sense. All right, I love it. Um, anything else when we get to the wrap up that we wanna make sure we talk about? No, I think that's it. All right, wonderful. So I'm gonna talk about our next episode and then we're gonna get that one more diamond nugget of wisdom out of Melanie, despite the fact that she has given us so many tips and actionable things from this. Uh, our next episode is gonna air on March 21st. So next Monday at 1.45, so 15 minutes after you watch this episode, 1.45 Eastern next Monday, we're gonna have Marco Evans on. Marco's gonna share with us the seven things you're doing wrong when it comes to recruiting. So Marco's a legal recruiter out of South Florida. So he's gonna talk about this from really both sides, both the employer and employee. Obviously for our listeners, most of what we'll be talking about is the employer side, but we'll have some tips in there also for employees. That being said, Melanie, before we really let you go, if somebody's been listening for the last 50 minutes and they remember nothing that you said except for this, what would be your most important takeaway, your biggest piece of wisdom or insight that you wanna share with as many attorneys as possible? so that they can be the exhibit A of a successful lawyer? 
don't be afraid to repel your worst client ever by your wardrobe. Attract your people, but do not be afraid for someone to say, I don't like what you're wearing because it will save you probably four hours of you figuring out back and forth with calls and all of the things. So dress for yourself, dress for your ideal client and not for what you should be wearing. I love it. And I just, I, we've, we've belabored this point, but it is so important. It, like, it's not a question of right or wrong. It's a question of correct fit. And like, mm -hmm. if you look at your branding as a magnet, a magnet repels just as much as it attracts, but it's designed to attract the right stuff. It's designed to repel the right stuff. And really like it is liberating for people to just be like, didn't even bother booking a consult. Didn't even bother wasting a half an hour, an hour of their time. Didn't even bother hiring and then asking for a refund. Didn't even bother going through it and then filing a bar complaint. Like there's just, there's such a benefit to somebody being like, nope, that's not for me. The first second. Keep the scroll going. There we go. <laughs> All right. So thank you so much for joining us. For anybody who wants to stay in touch with you, we've got um, MelanieLittman.com slash standoutstyle. We've got Instagram.com slash MelanieLittman. We've got LinkedIn.com slash IN slash personal stylist Melanie Littman. Is there, if somebody's going to connect with you in one spot, is there a best place for them to do that? LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Okay. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So personal stylist, Melanie Littman on LinkedIn. That is me. And I post daily. So, and feel free. I, I love the conversations in the chat. I love people saying that's not me. Like these are, when you can self-identify, that's not me. It opens you up for the stuff that truly is you. So feel free to tell me the way you're not liking about what I'm saying as well. There we go. I love it. All right. So for everybody watching, um, hopefully we will see you next Monday at 1.45 for next episode. Also next Monday, but at one o'clock. So right before that episode, one o'clock Eastern time, we have our next webinar in our solutions for lawyers by lawyers group. We're talking about be amused. Mint Park is your law firm, Disney or Universal or SeaWorld or a traveling carnival. And that should be a very interesting presentation put on by a bunch of people from Orlando that actively go to all those places a bunch. So hope to see you there and then at the next episode. That being said, have a wonderful week, everybody, and we're here for you.